Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode 36 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here. Hey, everybody. We have nearly come to the end of another year. Wow. Woo. This went fast. One year closer to death. Way to go. <laughs> easy. <All right. laughs> hey, hey, easy. Wow. <laughs> You know, this is the last regular podcast of 2018. We'll still have a backtrack, as we always do next Thursday, but our next regular show is January 3rd, 2019. Wow. Jeez. Can't believe it's gone by so quickly. 19. Holy cow. Yeah. In the last 12 months, I wanted to uh, give credit where credit is due. We have more than doubled our fourth listeners. Now, I, that sounds wow. weird because we just have the four listeners, as we right. <laughs> say. Right, yes. So do we have eight now, or? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the beginning of maybe our first or second episode, we were saying that, hey, where's the three of us, and we'll probably listen to the show, and there's going to be at least one more person that might listen. And those one more persons have increased, like, in 123% in the last... Ooh. 12 months. Wow. It's it's awesome to me to look back and uh, think about where we've been. And the show is not quite two years old yet. So many of you listen and you write in and it's uh, it's cool. We have a whole other year coming up. We got a lot of stuff lined up for it. But I wanted to pause and contemplate momentarily here. Uh, and thank everybody <laughs> who has who listened. Like you know, a Saturday really cool. Night Live deep thoughts segment? What's going on? It could for be. I don't know. It I always thought be. it was sound like an NPR kind of. We'll accept your pledges now. Let's get a free tote bag. And then later on Deep Tracks, <laughs> we'll have a listen to. <laughs> so, yeah, but enough uh, contemplating and reminiscing. We have a lot of good topics on the slate right now, so I think it's time to get into the show. Let's do it. You are about to see three strikes made the hard way with a different kind of bowling ball, the AMF Impact KE-21. Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it, and then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with, and we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. Because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks. Or a lot. And talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robots. What if Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was in fact a Velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabid wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a Smokey and a Bandit style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, let's kick off the media section where we like to talk about uh, movies and TVs and books and music and stuff that we've been listening to. Uh, let's start with you, George. You've got a couple things that uh, have hit your radar. Yeah, well, I mean, one of them's been going on throughout the beginning of the new television season coming up on the winter break. So I imagine shows will be taking that break and then revamping, doing some new storyline stuff. But the show that I've been the most interested in, the one that I've enjoyed the most so far has been a show called The Rookie. Any of you guys taking a look at this one yet or heard about it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I know it's Nathan Fillion, and I know mm-hmm. because I'm uh, I'm recording it for my wife and my mother who watch it, but I haven't checked it out <laughs> yet. So <laughs> It's a really fun show. So if you know anything about Nathan Fillion, we all big Firefly fans here at Gen X Grown Up. Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Yep. Hell yeah. And then he had a really great show for a long time, seven, eight seasons. I think it was seven seasons, Castle, where he was a writer right. that was paired up with a police detective. This <laughs> new show, The Rookie, he is now a 40 plus year old divorcee. He decides to change his life. He's been successful as a construction person, like he owns his own construction company, but he decides to uproot his life, move from New York to LA to become a police officer. They take him that old? <laughs> yeah, they actually do, apparently. I mean, they huh. he joins the force as a rookie with two other rookies. One of the rookies he's romantically involved with. It's a really good mash of (laughs) Nathan Fillion's drama side and his comedic side. Hmm. There's parts of levity into it, but then because he's an older rookie, he's able to diffuse situations with bad guys with a little bit more conversation than just drawing guns down on people kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. The last episode that just happened had some really strong, heartfelt moments in it. There's an ending scene, a cliffhanger, so to speak. So that's why I think this is going to go on break now. Really enjoy it. This was on my radar just because of Nathan Fillion. But what I thought was in the mind of an author who I read, I think in Entertainment Weekly, who said, you know, we all expected this to be just a Nathan Fillion vehicle, but actually they spoke very highly and were surprised it was actually a really good like ensemble piece. They were giving all the other characters mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to do. And it wasn't just, let's see what Nathan Fillion yeah. can do for an hour. Right. That type of scenario where they have several different police officers, different storylines going, but they're able to keep them all moving throughout the episodes. That's what they're doing with the rookie. That can be good. So how deep are we uh, into the rookie now? Like eight episodes, I think it is. Oh, not very like far. Okay. No, yeah. not, not far Sometimes enough I get so far behind that behind. I, I just say, I'm, I, I can't catch up. I won't even touch right. it. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not unless I get the flu or something and I'm forced in bed and yeah, sure. then I can really catch up. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> All right. You want to talk me into it. Yeah. It was, it was kind of on the back burner. Like, yeah, I might watch it, but I think I may. All right. Yeah. It's, it's worth it. I think it's worth, you know, spending the winter break, catching up on it. Yeah. It's a good TV show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. And you had something else you were watching. Yeah. I found this little independent film called under the silver lake. Is that like Jason? Lake? No, no. I mean, yeah, like where's this going? <laughs> silver Lake in Los Angeles, you know, the big reservoir that's, Okay. And the main character is Andrew Garfield, second Spider-Man. Yep. Right. Okay. Second of 14 Spider-Man. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. What was that movie? uh, Donnie Darko. It's a little bit like that. It's kind of weird and twisted in a way. And it feels like maybe you were high when you're watching it, even though you're not really high. I don't know how to describe it other than to say there's a conspiracy 
that he's trying to follow. He's down in his luck, out of work guy in Los Angeles who's about to be evicted from his apartment. He meets this girl who lives in the apartment complex with him. She disappears, and then he's on this wild quest to try and figure out what happened to her. It's got all kinds of weird things happening with it. There's a the elite society conspiracy angle. Then there's all these weird people that he meets that it's just really strange. It's a trippy film, but I really enjoyed it. You can tell that they appreciate that everybody knows who he is. There's this one scene where he's he wakes up in the morning and he's had been reading a comic book the night before. As he sits up, the comic book is stuck to his hand and it's an amazing Spider-Man comic. And he's sure, trying to of shake it <laughs> off, you know, little things like that. So where does the Under the Silver Lake title even come from? Oh, so what does that what's that relate to? So he's reading this independent zine comic. Whoever the guy who's creating it is literally drawing it out by hand and taking it to Kinko's and making 20 copies and dropping it off in different bookstores around L.A. Mm-hmm. And the title of that comic is Under the Silver Lake. And it's talking about okay. all these conspiracies like the owl woman who comes into people's homes at night and eats them and. Ooh. The Illuminati stuff going on. Oh, so it's the lone gunman from X-Files are doing a zine. I got it. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except they're right. I think it's one that's worth grabbing a hold of and taking a look at. It's not something you would have necessarily seen in big release, but... Well, with Andrew Garfield, it must be relatively new. Is it this year or last year, I guess? It's this huh? year. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But I thought it had a theatrical release. I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah I hadn't either. Sometimes you see those and you're like, well, I see why this never came out, but sometimes they're hidden gems, so... That, <laughs> I think this one might fall in the hidden gems category, at least for me it did. All right. Okay. Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, check that out. Mo, what about you? You been watching anything lately? Well, actually, it's, it's funny you should mention kind of like under the radar movies. I found one on Netflix, actually, that was called Mute. M-U-T-E that came out this year. Never heard of it. Mm -hmm. Well, of course not. It was on mute. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) George is quick today. He's quick. What's what's his name? Alexander Skarsgård. What's his name? Oh, Skarsgård. Yeah. He had those most weird Ulat things over his name. One of the New Hampshire Skarsgårds. Yeah. And uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, right? Which I, was, I saw Paul Rudd. I was like, huh, okay, let me see this. It came out this year. And how it works is that Alexander, you know, he is, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically Amish, right? He, or he grew up Amish. Okay. Had a childhood accident that basically severed his vocal cords. So he can't speak, hence the name, mute, right? Yeah, okay. Hmm. Okay. Right. And I, I guess at some point he must have like decided he didn't like the wouldn't live there anymore, so he's living on his own. He's a bartender. But the whole thing is that the whole movie takes place in the future, where technology mm-hmm. is everywhere. Okay. And as a, an Amish kind of person, he's not familiar at all with, like, technology. Right. His girlfriend, like, buys him a phone, and he just, he doesn't even no want No idea, one. right? Yeah. And so, and then Paul Rudd's in it, and he's like a, basically there's some sort of behind-the-scenes war going on, and he's an American doctor that basically went AWOL, so he's hiding out in this city. And the whole movie is basically that Alexander, you know, him, his, he basically, <laughs> uh, his girlfriend goes missing and she was involved in like a whole bunch of shady underworld things and he's just basically trying to find her. And that's the basic premise of the movie. It sounds like they took my movie and your movie and combined them together. <laughs> <laughs> so how does the whole technological aspect come into play here? Because in the future. Well, it's in the future. So it's things like they could have cured his vocal cords. Like they could have fixed it with technology. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. With te- but his mother wouldn't allow it. Oh, because they're Amish. Yeah. 
Right. Oh. So, and then him trying to search and find his girlfriend, he finally like takes the phone out of the drawer and he's trying to figure out how to use it because he's never really used a phone that much before. And of course, so much in the future is probably voice activated and he's Oh yeah, mute, and there's things right? that are voice activated and he's like, okay. he doesn't even know what to say and you know, well, he, and can't. he can't say he's anything. Mute. He can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, actually there's a part where he, he's trying to work some like public terminal and some guy behind him is like, hey dude, man, it's just voice activated. No problem. And you know, the guy looks yeah, at him no like, problem. Uh, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I said, it was an interesting movie. It had a lot of interesting twists in it. Some It got pretty bizarre there at the end, but overall, it, it didn't do well as far as critics and stuff. I enjoyed it. It wasn't a horrible movie by any stretch. Okay. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. It, it wasn't is, yeah. a horrible movie by any stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but if you read the critic reviews, you'd think it was like this awful, awful movie. Despite what you might have heard. Yeah, exactly. I, I honestly, I don't pay attention to the official critics reviews anymore because those are so skewed and slanted. It feels like sometimes and we just saw where if there's a movement going to get one film some yeah. viewership yeah. they'll like skew what their ratings sure. exactly yeah. I mean that kind of stuff yeah. from now on if the movie looks interesting to me in any shape or form I'm gonna watch it I'll find something that I enjoy or I'll hate it and I'll tell everybody about it here on Gen X Grown Up yeah yeah. I think the film industry is really kind of down on the, the Rotten Tomatoes aggregator thing because they're like oh if it gets a bad thing on Rotten Tomatoes then our, our film flops right but I don't know how everybody else uses Rotten Tomatoes but like you said, George, I look at the reviews and I look at see what that number is. I like that it's an average because it's right. not just what does one guy or you know two guys say, but that's really only a data point. If it looks interesting and I'm like, I got a 20%, but I don't go, well, therefore I won't see it. Right. It's more of like, okay, I'll go into it with a certain expectation, but I don't make that kill my decision well, to see it. Well, I like it, that so. they give you the critic and the fans reviews separate. Yeah. Separately. So, because yeah. if I see the critic reviews are like 20% and the fans are like 90, then I'm like, okay, yeah. well, a lot of people apparently went online at least and blasted this thing and then a lot of other people went online and <laughs> yeah. gave it a big thumbs up. So I'm just going to decide for myself. When those two numbers are wildly divergent, huge red flag. Yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. And yeah. plus, like, this one, I saw it had eh, reviews, but I was like, oh, Paul Rudd. Okay, I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he actually does a really good job. He yeah, is... a lot of times who's involved with the project will make a big yeah. difference for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah, some actors I can watch painting the fence and they're still interesting to see. So Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like Ralph Macchio. Yeah, well, specifically Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Before we get out of the media section and here be the end of the year, I want to do a quick round table and just go around. We saw and talked about a lot of media. Oh my and God. And specifically talking about films. Mm-hmm. I wonder if each each of you could think back and pick what was the best new film that you wow. saw in 2018. Okay. Ah, shit. Well, let's start with ah, shit. <laughs> no, no. I feel like I'm at the restaurant and the waiter walks up and they're asking for everybody's order. I want to go last because it's going to take me okay. some time to figure out what appetizer I want. All right. We'll, we'll do all shit last. No problem. Okay. <laughs> let's yeah, start that's, with that's you, usually Mo. the best way to go. Yeah. Actually, I have one. Okay. I mean, one thing I want to start with, there were a lot of really good movies this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There weren't a ton of stinkers. Yeah. I, most things I saw were okay. Yeah. Even some of the worst ones I saw were at least okay. Um, but one that, and maybe it's not the best movie I saw, but one that sticks out the most is Upgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was different. It was a smaller budget movie, but I felt like you would not know it from seeing it. Right. Yeah. Up- Upgrade was the one where the guy was, uh, it was in the near future. He was paralyzed. Yeah. And they put the chip in his neck that allowed that him to have his like body because he's superhuman paralyzed. ninja powers with an AI in it. That was pretty oh, yeah. cool. I think I watched about half of that one. <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay, think I finished so it. <laughs> I'll tell you, if you only watched about half of Upgrade, I get why you might have done that. Because it was slow it to start. It gets better and better and there's twists to it. It's pretty darn okay. good. And, and the twist at the end. At 
the end, I'm like, maybe we can have, see a sequel. But then I'm like, no, it's actually really good. Just left hanging kind of the yep. way it was. Yeah, well, I thought so, too. But I really enjoy that movie. So I'm with you. Yeah, that was that was a really it was kind of an unexpected gem. I think it, in the theaters we saw. Yep. Gem, yeah, absolutely. I'll go second. We're saving George for last. <laughs> It's going to be so disappointing. <laughs> you say the Meg. <laughs> I'm not going to say the Meg. I thought back on this too, and we saw a lot of good stuff. And you might expect me to say, oh, it's got to be Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I enjoyed. But I'm thinking about the film that had the most maybe impact on me, surprised me the most. And this is a film when I look back on it, I really wish I could see it again and again for the first time. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking because about. Because it was so unique and different. I think the best new film I saw in 2018 was Searching. Yep. That was my number two choice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was up that's in the pretty air good on choice. Yeah. The, the, the way that played out, it could easily have been a gimmick. And instead, yep. it was a really cool mystery. It was well edited. It was, it had some, uh, what a twist. It had some Shyamalan yeah. stuff type stuff in it that was interesting. And on subsequent views, it's uh, it's a different kind of movie. You know, it's it's like The Sixth Sense or yeah, once you Fight know it. Club. Once you've seen it once, you can never see it that way again. Every subsequent viewing, yeah. you're watching it differently. And I wish I could go back again. Yeah. How much did you hate the brother at the first time you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. second time watching it, like, you're like, oh my God. I'm like, I kill him. So my best new film of 2018, definitely searching. Yeah. That was a good one. All right, George, we saved you to the end. Can somebody else go again? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm still not sure. I've seen so many damn movies. I can't even remember everything I've watched. No pressure. I can't remember everything I've watched at this point. You know, is there a movie that sticks out in your head? I probably watch eight or nine films a week. So it's wow, hard okay. for me to remember everything. So something sticking out. The only thing that I can think of, and I don't know if it's because of the movie or because of what happened after the movie, but probably Deadpool 2. That was a good one. Okay. I know that's like that big popcorn consumerism style choice, but nah, there's nothing wrong with that's that. That's fine. I love no shame Deadpool. There. I yeah. love the first film. The second film, I loved how the second film didn't fall off from the first film. It could have very easily, yeah. but it didn't. Yep. I thought Ryan Reynolds was brilliant. And still, to this day, my favorite ending credit sequences ever in any of the films that uh -huh. I've watched. So Deadpool 2, I guess, would be my choice. That's not a bad I choice. like it. Yeah. Upgrade, Deadpool 2, and Searching. Those are our top picks for 2018. If you haven't seen them, you're just not a Gen X grown up fan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Way to throw down you're that media total loser. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so quote we. <laughs> so say we all. Wait till Bob sees my evil Knievel hot seat. Can't wait till build my evil Knievel motocross bike. It's tank with evil's initials. It's chain guard with evil signature. It's bucket seat. It's motocross looks. And it's ID plate that says evil Knievel. Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be Put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The Quad Hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or QuadHands.com. Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners can save 20%. 
Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. You're not going to believe this, guys, but I actually have a couple things to talk about today in Tech Toys. Way to go, PGA Tour! (laughs) Not related to work. None of them are related to work. Wow. Coming on the heels of a 3D printer last time? Before I get into mine, though, I wanted to kind of throw it out there and see what you guys have. So I think, George, you got something you saw recently, right? Yeah, I mean, more in the tech segment, I guess, because it's a part of Facebook. You guys use Facebook. We use it for Gen X Grown Up. We use it personally. Facebook has a lot of different options, a lot of variations. One thing that people are starting to do or probably have been doing, and I'm just slow to the uptake on it, there are live stream auctions happening all the time on Facebook. Really? I had no idea. I had no idea either. Yeah, I didn't either. So like real time auctions? Real time auctions. Like live really? stream, real time auctions on Facebook. So like when we do a live stream on YouTube, imagine that. Mm-hmm. But on Facebook, there's a guy who's putting stuff on the screen, selling it, and people are purchasing those items. It's exactly what it sounds like. So they have like a barker and everything? Like a guy like... Essentially, I mean... Oh, this item is a blah, blah, blah. It's not like a not like an auction like a Barker or like 13, 40, none of that kind of stuff. (laughs) Which would be cool, but it's a person who's hosting it and describing the item for you. And then you're putting in your bid in the live stream chat. They have a mechanism for like, they say, okay, it's first call for this one, putting the timer on for the delay, you know, because there's always some kind of lag, right? Between the live stream on their side. and We've experienced that with the YouTube live streams. When somebody goes to type something into the chat, it takes six to seven seconds for it to show up on our Mm -hmm. side on the live stream, right? So same thing for them. So they have mechanisms for that place. The way I found out about it, the Scout Comics guys who I'm real close with, good friends with, they mentioned that this company was going to be auctioning off some of their books on a Facebook auction and sent me the link to it and asked me to promote it. So I shared it out a little bit and then went and watched it myself and immediately got hooked. I've spent probably $200 worth of (laughs) buying comic books at this point. (laughs) These people, they have some good comic books. What they do is they take books from their shop that maybe they're not able to sell as quickly or maybe they don't have enough people coming into the shop and they're putting them up on this auction stuff on Facebook and they're selling them that way. So it's a brilliant strategy for local comic book shops who maybe your traffic has dwindled down a little bit because maybe your town hmm. doesn't have enough people or maybe you're a college town and the high, the college kids have gone away for winter break or summer break or something and you want to generate some revenue during those off times. This is all the time people on Facebook, as long as people share out your link, you get people in there watching, you can make some decent money. The most I've spent in one of their auctions has been $113. Is this a special corner of Facebook or is it just a Facebook live stream that somebody does on their channel? It's or just how do you on find their them? channel. It's just a live stream on their channel. So we huh. could do one so ourselves. So it's just using the Facebook live mechanism mm-hmm. that you'd always use, except they're auctioning while they're doing it. Exactly. Huh. So the one that I'm using is a company called Panels and ink. So it sounds like they specialize in comics. They Got do. It. That's what their whole yep. thing is. So they put a comic book up in the middle and they start out the bid. They tell you what the minimum they're looking for is. Then they also have a couple of comic books on the side with what they call buy it now prices. So all you yeah. have to do is mm-hmm. say, I want buy it now left or buy it now right. And you get it for whatever well, like that eBay price kind of is. Does. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. Yeah. I've bought some scout comic books. I bought some old um, daredevil books from the Silver Age stuff, like number 58, number 72. I 
just bought Infinity Gauntlet number one the other day, which is kind of a not necessarily a difficult book to find, but it's not easy either because that's from 91. And since it's on Facebook, your wife doesn't even know you're out buying comic books. It's well, right yeah, there. She exactly. thinks you're just on your social computer. media. Exactly. She <laughs> thinks I'm just doing something for Gen X Grown Up. I'm researching. <laughs> yeah, researching how to spend that money. That's right. But it's a lot of fun. I'm having I'm having a good time. This particular oh, company, fun. they do yeah. like two or three shows per week. I know there are Got others it. out there. Some of them like do a whole thing where they benefit a specific charity, for instance, which is really nice. I think it's a great little mechanism. I don't know why I haven't seen it before, but I'm glad I found yeah. it. Okay. You've opened my eyes to a completely new thing happening on Facebook, and I wasn't even aware. I mean, it makes sense. I if Somewhere in my mind, I thought maybe that was a thing Facebook didn't allow because you're yeah. making money and bypassing them, kind of. But I guess traffic on the site's traffic right. on the site. Yeah, right? that's all they care about. They get their ads and info. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, Mo, you said that you had a couple of tech toys to talk about today. What are yeah, they? Yeah, a couple. Well, one is uh, a fun one and the other one is cool, but kind of boring. Okay. <laughs> it's Christmas time, right? And actually buying gifts for my kids is actually pretty easy for me yeah. uh, because they like the similar things and, you know, I kind of know what they like. You know what they want. Yeah. And my son, he's 24 now. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, I know. And so I was trying to figure out what to get him and, okay, so you guys got going your way back machines. And you remember the old racing car sets, you know, with the little track in the middle that the car fit into? Like the slot car, but not slots. Yeah. Like it has little, like little electronic, right. like springs on the bottom. Yeah. Right. Like those kinds of things. Except okay. now they have them that, they have one that was called Anki Overdrive. I guess it came out a couple of years ago, but I just saw it mm-hmm. on Amazon. Okay. So I wound up buying one for my son and it's basically like the same kind of thing. You, you have track pieces that you can put together. Yeah. Super easy to put them together. It's all done by magnets. And there's something in the track. So how what you do is you take your car, you put it down, and then using your phone, there's an app. <laughs> wow. Oh, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> using your phone to control the car, you tell it that, okay, the cars are on the track and there's two cars that could be on the track. And the cars will go there and learn the track layout. You see them go, they do a lap. What? Yeah. Then they both line up, they pull up to the starting line and you can either play against the computer or you can play against somebody else. They just have to have their own phone. And you have an accelerator and you have a, and you tilt your phone to change lanes. What? Wait a minute. So you're telling me that basically you get to play a race car game against AI yeah. with physical car on a real track that you built. Yes. That is exactly Damn what it, it is. <laughs> Damn it. And, okay. It gets better. It gets better. As you progress, you actually can get what? things like weapons. What? So if somebody's, so if somebody's right in front of you, I guess they have like a laser or something, like you shoot them, their car will slow down temporarily oh, so you can so pass them. Wow. It's Mario Kart with it's our Mario slot Kart. car racing. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And they have like all these additions of track pieces and stuff. You could do a jump. You could do all this kind of crazy stuff. <sighs> Damn it, Mo. Yeah. Out come the credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Okay, here's what happened. So I bought one for my son. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Let me finish. Let me finish. I see, it's not I see go where this is going. Think, but it goes kind of close. <laughs> And so I was staring at this box forever and I'm like, oh man, I really want to try this. You know, that's all kept going through my head. Like I, you know, it was killing me. Yeah. Just look at this box and not <laughs> see if this thing actually work. So I rationalized big time in my head that <laughs> oh, I understand that. With, oh yeah, I'm like, you. you know what? John's rationalizing right now. This all the way to my son. If I sent this to my son all yes. the way up in North Dakota and it didn't work. No, you've got to test yeah, it. I, I would I would I would I would have a hard time dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. So I opened it up, laid out a track. It, I mean, when I say it, it literally took like no time to do this thing. I mean, you lay out your track, you put the car in it, and I'm expecting like, okay, is this thing actually going to work? I download the app, and I'm watching the two cars go down the track independently, 
And then they both wind up going to the starting line and stopping. And the app is cool because it has like sound effects and all that kind of stuff that go with the race. I tried it and I was like, well, I'll be damned. The thing actually works. It works as advertised. Mm. So wow. then I went back to Amazon because I was thinking about buying one for myself. I admit it. <laughs> they were cheaper. They yep. had gotten out of price as I first bought it. And I was like, you know, it'd be cheaper for me just to buy another one and just have him send it directly to my son so I don't have to pay the <laughs> shipping. <laughs> you know, you're really just being efficient at that I point. I think so. It's really but, just efficiency. The, the, the current one that I tried is basically, I'm going to give that to my nephew instead, yeah. who's local. <laughs> because he saw a better kit he's going to buy himself. That's well, why. they actually only have a basic kit, but they have a whole bunch of like, you could get more track pieces. You get, they have these trucks you can get, oh, like wow. big, huge monster truck things uh. that could go in the same, and they all work exactly the same. They have a uh, Fast and a Furious version of the cars. I'm really not looking forward to Mo doing the show notes for this episode because it's going to make me go buy this damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was yeah, pretty damn yeah, cool. So I, I was like, I mean, that's if I make it to the show note part of <laughs> yeah. the, my life. So it's like, but like I said, it's like, yo, I had a lot of fun playing the slot car stuff. And I'm like, this is like what we always wanted the slot car racing to be. Yeah, it's 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 a merging of like the video yeah. game and the actual slot cars. That's and you yeah, it's taking that, that childhood imagination that you had as you played your slot cars with your buddies and you would make the noises yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna pass you now. I'm shooting you and throwing little rocks at the other guy's car. Now it's doing it all electronically with the technology we have today. I can imagine yeah. why it's so fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. That's Let me freaking tell you. cool. So I would definitely recommend it. It works. That's the most amazing <sighs> thing about it and uh it was a ton of fun <laughs> so that's the that's the fun one now okay, okay that's the, the fun one that's one. cool but kind of boring is i actually got uh one of those nest devices you know those home controller oh the smart thermostat things yep yeah, i got the well they actually have a whole bunch of nest stuff but i got the thermostat the smart thermostat okay the one i had i just got my air conditioning all replaced and they just put like the standard thermostat in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. little honeywell yeah, gray exactly. box yeah but a friend of mine said oh i got this nest one it's great i looked at it saw it on amazon so you know of course i bought it it's pretty cool like i said it's not the most exciting thing controlling the temperature in your house Ooh. but it's a learning thermostat so it can detect when you're like not when you're home, but it, you have to tell it when you're away. But it knows when you come back because it actually can sense that you're like moving around. It has like a motion sensor in it, yeah. Because and it'll adjust the temperature and stuff and learn your schedule. You know, this Nest thermostat is actually something that I have been kind of eyeballing for a while. I was real close to pulling the trigger on it, and we had the air conditioning guy here who comes, you know, periodically to service it. Yeah. And I said, Hey, what do you know about these uh, smart thermostats? And whenever he's like, Nah. Don't waste your money. Really? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is that newfangled technology? You don't need one of those. Of course, maybe that's because he sells the gray Honeywell boxes and he doesn't sell these. I don't know. But I, his experience, he said, was just, yeah, that it doesn't make that much difference. You're not saving money or whatever. But and I, I don't know if I'm going to save that much money or not. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I keep thinking. Like, I, I don't know if I want it to save money. <laughs> I think I want it because I think it's cool. You know, it's a, it's a gizmo. And I mean, it hooks up to your Wi-Fi. Obviously, that's what control it through Alexa and a whole bunch of other things. Things. Yeah, that'd just be a fight waiting to happen in my house. Like five different phones <laughs> out at the same time. The, the nest would eventually just have a too hot, too it cold, would just too blow hot. its brains out. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> Installation was super simple. 
I mean, they made it as it? idiot proof okay. as you can make that kind of thing. That's good. It also has a thing where you, like where you walk in the room because it's it's round and it has like a nice little display on it. It'll show you like your current weather mm-hmm. outside, so you could have that okay. information. Yeah. A bit like an Echo Show that kind of you walk in the room and it comes to life and right, tells exactly. you what's happening. Yeah, huh. and it's it was neat. And they had uh, and at the end of the month, it'll tell you like how often your air conditioning was on, how often your heater was on. Oh, I love stats. Yeah, exactly. It gave you stats, which I'm like, ooh. <laughs> so so where are these on a price point now that you finally pulled the trigger? Are they, I, have they come like down? 120, they, if I'm not mistaken? It might have been a couple hundred when I was looking at them. They haven't come down a whole lot. I mean, they've added new versions of them, so the new versions have kind of kept the price in that same realm. And right, yeah. It's like new cell phones. Like, yeah, you can have the old one for cheap, but if you right. want the new one, it's the same premium price, right? Like I said, it's not like, ooh, it's really exciting, but it's cool and it yeah, but it, and it works. You know, when you're an old nerd, yeah, exactly. Maybe a digital thermostat's kind of exciting. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's it differ. <laughs> that's why I got it, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because you're an old nerd, but you know, between Facebook auctions and cool race cars and this thing, you got this tech section is going to cost me a lot of money. Thanks a lot. Jungle Fred was studying his secret supermarket map, hunting animals for his toaster. Aha! Toast some animals: cinnamon lions, berry bears, and chocolate-flavored elephants. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Talk to you guys soon. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Generation X proudly presents the Gen X Grown Up segment of games. Did he just fall off a cliff or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> George, you okay? He fell off his chair. Oh. oh. All right. Well, I'm sure that there are some much larger games in our inventory to talk about. So I'm going to get my little small mobile game out of the way quickly. I mentioned in the last podcast that I've been playing a few games and I was going to save a couple of them for later in case I didn't play anymore. That's right. And I haven't. So I'm going to talk about one of the games that I've been (laughs) playing since that last podcast. Well, good thing you banked it. (laughs) It's a game called Golf Battle. It's by Miniclip. Those are the same people who do the eight ball pool video game on mobile. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of those games where you're just playing miniature golf and you're doing it in different environments. They seem to have three different world environments and then their levels of increasing difficulty of those environments later on. The interesting part about it is whether you play the classic version or if you play the timed version, you're always playing against other people. You cannot play the game solo. No. Is it like real time? It's real time. You're playing against other people. I believe usually six other people at a time. Okay. You're just doing the simple acts of like drawing your finger back to build up power and then direction to twist your finger left and right and letting the ball go. And of course, there's all kinds of hazards, sliding door things, ramps, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Mitchell stuff. Yeah, but I like the fact that you can't practice 
unless you're playing in the little mini tournament. And if you play the classic, it's trying to get the fewest number of strokes. And if you're playing the timed version, it's trying to complete it in the least amount of time, regardless of the amount of strokes. Oh, okay. Mm. You get some coins to start off and some gems. The coins are what you use to buy entry into the game. So if you run out of coins, you can't play. Oh, no. Oh, that's the freemium side of it, huh? There is. Yes, you can buy some coins, but the game also gives you free coins every hour. Okay, so it recharges. In just one hour, you get enough to play the minimum game. Oh, okay. So I've been playing it for about two or three weeks. I'm up to like level 13, which my son, who recommended the game, says is really good. I have no clue. (laughs) I'm sure sure it is. And of course, there's different clubs for the different worlds, and you get to modify them by increasing things like accuracy and power. Well, it sounds like there's a little bit of an RPG element almost, if you're like advancing your character somewhat. Yes, a little bit. Changing your abilities. Yeah, you're changing your club's ability. So very small RPG element. I wouldn't have thought about it RPG until you mentioned that, but it's a fun little quick game that you can play a little competition, a little tournament in under 35, 40 seconds and then be done. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Huh. So it's a quick time killer. Exactly. But you, I'm sure you play it for more than 30 seconds at a stretch, don't you? Yeah, I've definitely got my quarries out of it because <laughs> it's mostly free. I haven't paid anything for it yet. You can, you know, of course, buy extra gems or extra tries mm-hmm, at a sure. lucky shot, those kinds of things. But I haven't done any of those purchases. So my buy-in was zero. And so I've definitely exceeded my quarries for this game. And you're playing on Android, I assume, right? I am playing on Android. I don't know if it's available on iOS iOS, so it is. It is. It is. He's, he's already, already downloading it. <laughs> <laughs> While you were talking, I decided to go check. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Now, you guys are the big game players of the channel. So, what do you guys play? <laughs> the big game players. <laughs> I think last episode, uh, I was saying that I was looking forward to the release of Just Cause Four, and uh, it oh, came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't resist buying it, although I I did bargain hunt for a while. A new game, and it's hard to find. You know, sixty bucks usually. There weren't a lot of discounts. It was a much kind of anticipated game. I think I got it for about eh, 46 or so, mm-hmm. which is you not bad. It was a $60 I game. Like, yeah, I was a little higher net. So you got a third off. Yeah. That's not horrible. All right. Yeah, not terrible. So the question always comes, you know, we have our friend Corey who says he doesn't buy a game unless he can get an hour per dollar out of it. Yeah, so, so you're into 46 hours at this point. Yeah, so it, well, I get 46 <laughs> yeah. hours out of it is kind Full-time of job. the question. <laughs> the first Just Cause that came out Jeez, six, eight years ago. ago now was yeah. an entirely different game from what Just Cause 2 and Just Cause 3 were were two and three are just tongue in cheek yeah over the top chaos experiments in how many crazy ways can you blow things up and defeat and overthrow this regime that's of course bad guys so you can kill all of them that you like yeah so just cause four was promising more of that with some more mechanics yeah. And it kind of is. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I play, I played it too, and I have the same feeling. It kind of yeah. is. And it kind of isn't. Yeah. The difference, I think, is like any big game out there, you have, George, look at like your uh, uh, Grand Theft Autos, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You have a mission, and you go to right. a certain, there's a letter on the map right. that's this guy's name, and you go there, and you work through his mission path. But there are also hundreds of other side missions that you could do, sure. but you don't need to. And Just Cause has always been like that. Yeah. Uh, What I feel like they tried to do now is shoehorn all of the side missions and make them mandatory in order for you to actually complete what used to just require you to blow stuff up. Yeah. Not a big fan of mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. So it used to be you saw this big airfield that had all these fuel tanks and airplanes and hangars. you're like, yes. (laughs) And if I walked over and I blew up a fuel tank, a huge gratifying explosion. And in the corner, it said 
5% complete. And I'm like, all right, I got 95% more of blowing stuff up to be done here. <laughs> exactly. But now you find that big airfield and you blow something up and nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. It just blows up. Now, the explosions are cool. They're awesome. They're great. Yeah. And there are new ways you can blow stuff up. They have these gravity-defying balloons that just pulls tanks oh, off the great. ground. They turn into rockets. All that's cool. But when you blow it up, there's no sense of, you just have to cause enough chaos to kind of take over the area. But the only way you actually close it out is by doing, oh, you have to drive through this ring at 100 miles per hour and you have yeah. to do this wing jump through these rings in the air. All the things that used to be trivial have become mandatory and that's kind yeah, of that kind of taken a that takes yeah. away from the open sandbox play that we enjoy it really about those style of games. really has yeah let me tell you I, I, yeah john i mean i couldn't agree more and there's two things i think they took away which i think were mistakes one is the whole destroying area to complete things right like you just brought up mm-hmm. the other thing yep. that really kind of bugged me is that you could blow up a whole bunch of crap and you come back and they're, they're there again yeah it's oh, all back it's all yeah, back yep. sucks. the old game you blew stuff up it was gone yeah you changed the world yeah, you go there, you go back to an area like, oh, I guess I finished that. And you're like, oh, look, all this shit already blew up. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> but now it's like, I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, did I already blow up that huge fuel tank? And then it's like, why do I need to blow it up again? Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, eh. So and I think, Mo, you pointed out too, when we talked a little bit offline, that it's a little less tongue in cheek, actually, yeah. than the previous games. They try to make it a little more serious. So, so here's the dichotomy. Here's where I'm at. If you're a huge fan of the previous games, this is an evolution of the game. But depending on what you loved about the previous games, it might not be as much fun. Yeah, I agree. But if you never played the previous games, this is an incredibly good and polished game. There's nothing wrong with the game other than it's just different enough. You know, we often bash people to do sequels and go, oh, just a ripoff. You're just putting another skin on it. But then and here I am guilty of them innovating and doing something new and different. And I'm like, well, why isn't it not the same as the old one? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes more of the same is just what you're looking for, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you look at things like the Far Cry up until yeah. the last one, I would say. Every game, they just made it a little bit better. They didn't take away anything you got from the previous mm-hmm. ones. Yep. They just added a, yeah, a just little one something that made system. it a little bit better. Yeah. This one, it seems like they just decided to like, you know what? We're going to change everything. If you're like us who love the previous ones, maybe just go back and play Just Cause 3. Yeah. But, you know, if you're someone like George who hasn't played any of them, if you like Grand Theft Auto and you come into this game fresh, you're going to say, this is Grand Theft Auto with tons of cool mechanics and explosions. You won't miss that other stuff. It's really well polished. But if you're a Just Cause fan... Hold off until it's a little cheaper, I think. I don't know if I'm going to get my 46 yeah, scores out of it, quite frankly. Oh, well, it was, it was still disappointing. Yeah, it's it's not bad, but it's not what I thought it would be. Yeah. So just cause for, just cause. Just cause. <laughs> just cause. I hate you, you know it's true. Mr. Potato Head, I hate you. Mr. Potato Head, a toy you can put together yourself from Hasbro. Before we get out of any of our podcasts, we do like to take a moment and talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together for a regular show, which, as I mentioned, is not until 2019, guys. Mo, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to between now and our next show? So this is kind of interesting because this is like, I guess, the first time I'm looking forward to a DC movie, <laughs> So, <laughs> which is Aquaman, just because I think it'll be interesting. Um, the actor, I like the actor who's playing Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa. It seems kind of tongue-in-cheekish, kind of fun. Like his character has always been like kind of a fun character. 
And so um, looking at the plot and this, the storyline, I'm like, okay, this could be an okay movie. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. George, I know you're the comic book guy. What's your thought about it? Oh, uh, well, I'm not going to have any thoughts because you stole my looking forward to. So I had to come up with something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to get into the list early. You're, I think you're right. This is probably the first DC superhero film that I am looking forward to. I haven't been a big fan of a lot of the others. And I think my biggest gripe has been how they haven't utilized their television actors who have done such a good job in the roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made a decision to keep those two worlds separate. And mm-hmm. I think that's a horrible decision. Aquaman was not somebody who was featured in any of the television yeah, properties. So at least with this character, other than, you know, Justice League, which we just saw him in and a couple of little cameo spots here and there and some of the other. It's films, kind of a fresh start. It's a fresh start. And yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Jason Momoa as you are, but I do enjoy what I've seen in the trailer so far. So I'll definitely enjoy going to see this one, I think. You know, we just talked about, you know, reviews impacting whether you see a film or not. And early reviews are coming back and they're not awesome. They're kind of saying it's, uh, you know, is it funny intentionally? Should I be laughing or not? But they all are saying they're certainly more lighthearted than some of the super dark DC yeah. stuff that there has been. Oh, right. Life is hell. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to let that impact my decision to see it. I'll definitely see Aquaman too. All right, cool. So how about you, John? What you got going? Oh, boy. I know. Uh-oh. The very day that this podcast drops, December 20th, is a bittersweet moment uh-huh. that I hope is going to have a silver lining. Uh-oh. We all are fans of varying degrees of that great show that was gone too soon, Timeless on uh-huh. NBC. Oh, you're killing me. The first season <laughs> got canceled and then resurrected. The Dang. second season was so much was, better oh than the first God, season. The second season, I thought for sure it'd keep going, to be honest. I thought I'm the like, second how can you kill this so much show? better. And then they killed it again? Uh-huh. But the little show that will not die, NBC decided, hey, we'd left the second season on a cliffhanger. They are going to bless us with a two hour finale (laughs) movie. And that comes out on the 20th, the day you're listening to this podcast. I, however, refuse to call it a finale movie. I am confident that it's going to be so good that not everyone can resist picking this up. Somebody, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, somebody's going to say, how did I miss this the first and second and third time around? I have got to pick up Timeless. Hey, Netflix, you put on a lot of crappy shows. Yeah. Here's a good one you could do. (laughs) Yeah. You just canceled a bunch of uh, Marvel stuff. You have a budget. (laughs) Yeah, you got room (laughs) now. Let's do some Timeless. (laughs) Matter of fact, I'm thinking like if this was on one of these other like pay channels or whatever, I think it'd even be better. I think it would be too. Yeah. Because they could really, because they kind of had to edge around some of the more controversial topics, which they wouldn't have to do anymore. You know, they could just go right out and just confront them. And I'm- I make no bones about it. I wholeheartedly love this show. I've rewatched yeah. it a couple of times. And I, I was so excited about what a third season would be. And I hope it still happens. But either way. Yeah, especially the way the second season ended. Yeah. I'm just so excited to see what they do with the characters. My, my hope is they're going to give it like, a nice wrap up in case it doesn't happen, but leave just enough yeah. of a few threads hanging that somebody wants to latch onto that for some more timeless. So you think I'll be, be there. Able to, NBC be able it. to sell it, right? They don't want to do it. Make some money. Let it's somebody else do gotta it. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Somebody's <laughs> going to do it. So I'm looking forward to the timeless finale movie. George, how about you? Uh, well, since I'm not allowed to look forward to Aquaman, you are I allowed. have gone a You're completely allowed. different route. I can share. I can share. <laughs> 
I have decided to look forward to Christmas this year. Okay. Last year, I kind of missed Christmas a little bit. I was in the Philippines and had some issues and where I was sick. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to celebrate Christmas the way I wanted to. So this is my first Christmas since then that I get to enjoy it. I'm looking forward to spending time with family and friends and relatives and all that kind of thing. And especially the gift giving part of Christmas. That's always <laughs> a really nice thing. George is going to go to his wife and be like, hey, here's this Anki Overdrive thing I want. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, it comes with a Nest thermostat. It comes with a thermostat. <laughs> for only $120 more. Let me tell you, you can still get it in time for Christmas from Amazon. Yeah, no, I, I just, not the part about me receiving gifts, but honestly trying to figure out what gifts to give people. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm a little bit older, when you're younger, of course, it's, oh, what am I going to get? Am I going to get socks or am I going to get a race car? You know, I'm right there you're with always you. anticipation. Yeah. But now it's about, okay. I have known this person for 20 years now, my wife, or 30, 40 years now, my mother, you know, I mean, all Mm -hmm. these different people in my life, you know, friends and family and stuff. How do I keep reinventing gift giving with them to find them something that they'll appreciate? Because the best part of the enjoyment is seeing the look on their face or hearing their reaction over the phone as to, oh my God, really? You got, you thought of that for me. That's fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Nice. I'm with right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually decided to pare down a little bit on Christmas. One of the coolest things that uh, I'm doing this Christmas is what I'm giving to my daughter is a complete new video game PC rig. Nice. We're wrapping up each individual piece that we bought together and we're going to build it on Christmas Day. So, oh, nice. Go. That's going to be so a lot get of fun. Your Christmas Day plans. All I set. do. Yeah. I'm building <laughs> nice. a PC. Woo. Very cool. Mama. <laughs> Can you remember what it felt like to wear diapers when we can? When we were in diapers, we couldn't talk and tell you how important softer diapers are. How come every lady doesn't use ivory snow? If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. We will be back in two weeks, which is, again, the new year 2019 with another episode. (sighs) But we'll be back next Thursday with a backtrack where we pick a single topic and dig in deep on that. George, what are we talking about next week? We are going to talk about the ancient days of computer interconnectivity. (laughs) We're going to talk about bulletin board systems, BBSs. Awesome. Can't wait. Yep. BBS is a huge part of uh, my life growing up and my uh, nerdy tech history. So we will be talking all about that on the next Backtrack. I hope you will join us. Until then, I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you. Yep. Have a good time, man. And fourth listener, you know we appreciate you most of all. Thanks for another successful year, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye, everybody. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. 
Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, time for George to intro the games. I thought that was a perfect intro. Why don't you just use that? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> just use that. <laughs> Five, four, three. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for Generation X to present. To present. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.